0: Hi, friends, this is episode 66 of Key Ministry, the podcast. I am Sandra Peoples, and today we're talking about four steps for success for ministry volunteers. We often focus on the first two steps and forget how important the next two are, but caring for the volunteers in our ministry is just as important as caring for the families. So today let's talk through these four steps for success. Think about where we are in the process with our volunteers and take any steps necessary to support them. Okay the four steps let me go through all four of them with you and then we're going to break them down. The four steps are recruiting, training, supporting, and celebrating, So now you see why so many of us are good at recruiting and training, but supporting and celebrating because those are ongoing things can feel harder, especially celebrating. I think for me, on a Sunday morning, I get so into like, ministry mode of fixing problems and um, doing the next thing that I forget how important it is to celebrate our volunteers. But when we take these steps, it really helps them feel like part of the ministry. And it also helps them from getting burnt out. So let's talk about the first one, recruiting. Here are some ideas for recruiting. Uh, the first one is word of mouth from other volunteers. So those who are currently serving in your ministry are the best at recruiting other people to serve in your ministry. They go back to their life groups, or their Sunday school classes, and they talk about how much fun it is. And they are the best at recruiting new volunteers. The next one is low commitment opportunities, something like respite events or vacation Bible school. If you can't get people to say yes to week after week of volunteering maybe you can get them to say yes to something like a respite night and then they're introduced to the ministry and what it looks like and then they're more likely to say yes to future opportunities the next one is some kind of ministry visibility so whether that is like disability ministry sunday Or like a fair that your church may have where everybody who needs volunteers sets up a table and the church members can go around and pick which one they want. Anything that gives your ministry visibility, opportunities you can ask for more volunteers. That is really helpful. The next one, and one that probably has the best success rate, but can feel the hardest for some of us is identifying people that we think would be good fits in the ministry and just asking them. So we find at our church that some people are just waiting to be asked. They may not have the confidence to volunteer. But once we ask them, we say, Hey, I I think you'd be really good at this. Would you consider serving and getting trained and uh, getting to know more about our ministry, then they'll say yes, because we believe in them. And then the last one is fill in around paid positions. We talked about this In episode 57, Solutions When You Don't Have Enough Buddies, and I mentioned in that episode that that's one of the ways that our church meets this need is we have paid people in place, and then we fill in around with volunteers, and so that could be uh, a good way to recruit to say, hey, there's somebody else in charge of the classroom, and they know what they're doing, and you're just there to assist that person. Okay, the next part of this is training. A key ministry gets lots of contact about how do we train our volunteers and what should we do. Of course, you can contact key ministry if this is something that you want help with. But here are the ways that our church trains new volunteers. First, we have... Policies in place that all of our volunteers follow and then there are additional policies about safety and privacy that are specific to our students with disabilities And we make sure that our volunteers are familiar with all of those We also train with videos. We do this instead of uh, getting everybody together just because we're Onboarding new volunteers at different times throughout the year and so the easiest way to do that was for us to record a video and then just use that video, send the link to new volunteers, let them watch the video and then they can follow up with any questions they have. Another one is shadowing. And so on a Sunday morning, we would match somebody who's new to being a buddy with somebody who is already a buddy and they get to see what that looks like and how the existing buddy navigates what they do and then the last one is respite nights and vbs so i talked about how that is a way to recruit but it's a way to train as well and because they're seeing what it looks like to be hands-on with the kids and meeting those needs and so those are great ways to train okay the next one is supporting now supporting This is what we're doing to our ministry volunteers who show up week after week or month after month and and just kind of that ongoing help that they're going to need. So they've already been trained, but they're still going to have things come up that they may have questions about or need help with. And so here are some of the things that we think about when we look at supporting them. Here are the things they need to know that are ongoing. They need to know their role and how they fit into the structure of the class that they're in and the overall ministry. They need to feel comfortable asking questions. They need to know who to ask those questions of. So when we talk about how they fit into the structure of a class, if they have a question that's better for the classroom teacher, then that's they need to know that they can ask that person. If there's a question that's better for the disability ministry leader or the children's ministry leader or the youth ministry leader, they kind of need to know that they can ask any of those people and what the process would be for that. They need a plan for lots of scenarios. And so even though you've trained them and maybe they've shadowed, there's still going to be some scenarios therein that they haven't encountered before. And so we can give them a heads up and say, hey, if you get in this situation, here's what we hope that you do so that they feel prepared. They need to feel empowered to make quick decisions. So we don't want them in a situation thinking, oh, I don't know what to do. And, and they just freeze and don't do anything. And so we need to let them know that we trust in them and that they've been trained well and that we're there, but they need to feel empowered to make quick decisions. They need appropriate tools. They need curriculum that works for the kids that they are buddying with. They need buddy bags. They need... Maybe even ongoing videos like about behavior support or something specific to a kid with a specific disability that they're going to be with week after week. So they need these tools so that they can continue to feel equipped to serve. And then they need clear, consistent communication. We like to say clear communication is kind, (laughs) And so that means they don't need to guess on anything. When they get there on a Sunday morning, they need to know where they're supposed to check in. They need to know who to talk to first. They need to know where to go to get the buddy bag. They need to know if there's anything they need to put in that buddy bag or if it's all set for them and then they need to go know where the classroom is, go to that classroom, be ready to help. So any of the guesswork that you can take out of that would be really helpful for a new volunteer. Okay, and then the last of the four keys to success is celebrating. Celebrating is so often overlooked, but here are a few ways that we can celebrate the work of our volunteers. So the first one is lots of specific verbal praise. So you can see the work that they're doing, point out to them how much you appreciate, and even talk about it with other people. Like you could tell all the volunteers, you could send out an email that said, hey, We had this happen on Sunday and here's how so-and-so reacted and it was exactly right and we're just so thankful for the way that they jumped into action and helped the student feel supported and and the family is so thankful and we just want to take a minute to celebrate that. So that's a great way to celebrate. The next one is small thank you gifts, something like a candy bar or a coffee shop, gift card, anything that communicates that you appreciate them. You could have opportunities for team bonding. There could be something that you guys do all together so that you can be together and hang out together that there's no expectation of helping anybody during that time. It's just for the group to hang out and get to know each other and have a good time. There could also be opportunities for more training. You could see if they Is a training event in your area that you guys could all go to or have your own training event once a year, or twice a year, where everybody gets together, new volunteers and existing volunteers, and you have a meal together. And then you talk about a specific topic that everybody could benefit from learning more about. You could invite students and families to write thank you notes. That is a great way to connect a family to the person who is serving as the buddy on a Sunday just invite that student or that family to write their buddy a thank you note and the last one make them feel like part of a bigger story emphasize with them that a family the family that they are helping might not be able to attend church at all if they didn't show up and if they the volunteers weren't prepared and ready to welcome the student and so just kind of Focus on how appreciative you are that they are using their gifts specifically in this ministry setting to bless the student who needs the extra help, but also bless the entire family. Okay, I hope that thinking through these steps is as helpful for you as it is for me. We often put lots of energy into recruiting and training and forget about supporting and celebrating, but like I said, our volunteers will be less likely to get burned out if we go through all four of these steps of success with them. Remember to visit keyministry.org podcast for the show notes and any links that sounded helpful. And thank you for listening today, the other podcast host, and I'd love hanging out with you each week. If this episode was helpful, share it with a friend that you have in ministry. You could even make a plan to chat about ways that you could celebrate your volunteers in the coming months. And I hope that you take a minute to subscribe to this podcast so that we can meet you here every Thursday with what we hope is... A an encouraging message that helps you feel equipped for the ministry calling that God has put on your life.